Welcome to ServiceNow Tech Bytes, bringing you an inside look at our products. I'm your host, Steve Miller. Today we're going to talk with product owner Greg Morrison about a new feature for change management. Change Success Score measures the success rate for each change team to help improve their performance and refine your change process. Stay tuned. Today, we're lucky to have with us ITSM product owner, Greg Morrison. Welcome to the show, Greg. Thanks, Steve. Super excited about the opportunity to share the new Change Success Score capability with our audience today. So before we get started, can you tell us what do you do here at ServiceNow? Yeah, so I want to start off by saying how incredibly thankful I am to be part of this amazing ServiceNow community. And I love customer-driven innovation, which is why I spend a good part of every day talking with customers, sharing ideas, and really assembling the building blocks of a modern change experience that includes high-velocity change management. Okay. And how about when you're not at work? What do you like to do for fun? Ah, free time is a precious commodity these days. But when I do have time, I can typically be found outdoors enjoying uh you know, physical activity like running, hiking, jogging, sometimes kayaking, just depends. All right, well, let's get started then. So our topic for today is the change success score feature. For some context on that, I know that our ITSM team has been working on modernizing our ITSM core. Can you tell us a little bit about that from the change management perspective so we can see how change success score fits in? Yeah, I sure can, Steve. So the way we're approaching velocity at scale is we're kind of looking across incident problem and change. And of course, I'm responsible for change management. But what we're really focused on is if you kind of reflect back, I know it's a little bit hard to believe, but the initial ITIL best practice guidance for incident problem and change was introduced to the market almost 20 years ago. Since then, we've watched development teams do a pretty amazing job of retooling, re-engineering, and adopting modern practices such as DevOps, CICD, Agile, SRE, and that list just continues on. And it's no secret that the ITIL best practice guidance has struggled to keep pace with the evolving needs of IT operations. In fact, until ITIL 4, the last major iteration was in 2011. And this presents many challenges for change teams that view ITIL as their North Star, if you will, um, when it comes to best practice guidance. The good news is that the product team at ServiceNow saw this as an opportunity to modernize, bridge those gaps, and extend our thought leadership position in the market. In Madrid, we introduced dynamic change approval policies. In New York, we simplified roles and added capabilities for detecting and remediating unauthorized changes. In Paris, we built a number of ML or machine learning based capabilities such as incidents caused by change, predicting change risks, and IDing standard change template opportunities. We're still putting the finishing touches on these ML capabilities, so they're not GA as of right now, but our intent is to release some of these as GA. In Paris, we also introduced Change Success Score, which is the focus of our discussion today. And you can also expect to see a series of very big change management modernization announcements in our upcoming releases, such as multimodal change. Okay, great. Well, thanks for the background. Um, So now let's talk specifically about change success score feature. Can you give us a quick overview of what it is, what it does? Sure. Change success score is a numerical expression that represents a group's change success history. It can be used to evaluate the likelihood of future success and help determine the level of change review rigor required. We effectively introduced gamification into our change management application stack. 
So the score itself calculates daily. Uh, customers can adjust the multipliers that um, make up that score. It can be used to assess risk. It is a valuable tool for approvers. This is something that's incredibly powerful for approvers in the sense that they can take a look at when they're approving a change. It's not just the change content, but they can look at the actual team to see how good they are at delivering that change into production. And one of the coolest part of this from my perspective is that you can also do a compare across all of your individual team scores. So you can do a ranked order list of the teams that are very successful at delivering change into production all the way down to those that are not so successful. The ability to compare, uh, compare and contrast these team scores can be incredibly powerful when it comes to coaching and having meaningful change velocity conversations with your dev teams. Now you can have a change automation conversation using data rather than emotion or um, really applying it to that broader footprint. So for example, process owners may allow for auto approvals of low risk changes when certain change success scores are achieved. Okay. Well, how would a company go about using these change success scores? Yeah. One of, one of the things I love uh, that customers give us feedback around change success scores, that there's so many different leverage points. With change success score, change approvers can see how good or not so good a specific team is when it comes to delivering successful change. And here are some very simple yet powerful use cases. One is approvers can consider change success score when reviewing requests. Uh, change process owners can ingest change success score into change approval policies. And if you're not using change approval policies today, this is something you should definitely look at because we are going to continue to invest in this and really be able to ingest these different capabilities that we're bringing to market like change success score. And it can also be used for coaching and rewarding teams that maintain high quality standards. And lastly, teams can now manage their own velocity based on their change success score. So in other words, if a team um, comes in and their change success score is not too good, you could actually offer them some coaching opportunities from a team that is very good at delivering things into production so that they can get their score up and ultimately automate change, which in return increases change velocity. So it sounds to me like one of the valuable points about change success score is that it evaluates each team on the basis of each change they make. So it's very focused. Uh, that sounds like an improvement over prior ways of doing things. Do I have that right? Yeah, you absolutely nailed it, Steve. So change success score really brings another dynamic to evaluating change requests. So now you, as you pointed out, can look at how good or bad this team is at delivering changes into production. And then you can make a series of recommendations back to them of how they might improve that score so that they can um, inter introduce more automation as they're delivering their changes into production and lower that threshold of approvals that they would typically have to go through for just a traditional legacy change management um, application. Okay, great. So really improving performance and streamlining the operation then. Correct. Well, if I'm a user, how do I see a team's change success score? Yeah, when you're uh, completing a change request, you'll see a small decorator icon. Uh, it looks like a bar chart to the right of the assignment group field on the form. You simply select that and you'll get the team's success score. If you want to drill in, a, in further, you simply click the details tab to get a performance analytics breakdown that shows a comparison of change success score across all of the groups. So it's really easy to use, uh, really convenient. We actually pop a little modal that shows you know, how we calculated that score based on the different indicators that are feeding that. 
Okay, so it's uh, tightly integrated into the change process. It is. Okay. Well, can you tell us a little bit about the values of the scores, like what they mean and how they're calculated? Sure. Every team starts off with a base score of 500, and I'll explain why in just a minute. Um, They will also have both uh, numerical value and a visual indicator on the card that's presented, the change success score card, specifying whether their score is very high, which would indicate like a 700 plus score. The cap is 850. Um, A high score would be anything between 600 and 699. A medium score would be 500 to 599. A low score would be less than 500. So think of this a bit like a credit score or a karma score where you start off not at the bottom, but you start off at some kind of midpoint and then you work your way up or down in that change success score um, based on delivery of successful change or unsuccessful change. So for every successful change that's made, the scoring increments and for every unsuccessful or partially successful change made, the score is decremented. The formulas used to calculate change success score can be modified by customers but the default out-of-box multipliers are as follows. Any successful change will add three points to that score. So if I start with 500, I make a successful change, I have 503 points. Successful changes with issues um, have a negative two points that are associated with it. Unsuccessful changes are negative five points. P1 incidents that are associated with that change will bring you down 10 points. P2 will negative five, and P3 incidents will bring you down negative two points. And again, customers can modify these multipliers so that they make the most sense for their organization or add additional indicators that can feed into change success score. So we're basically bringing to market um, a very cool capability that's highly flexible and configurable for our customer base. Boy, it seems like it's really designed to uh, to motivate and achieve higher performance. It's, it sounds like you have to perform well to climb the scale. Yeah, you really do. And I, I think the nice part about it as well is that it really is um, introducing gamification in the change management application stack. So it's not so much a competition or poking at each other, but the teams that have very high success scores will have the ability to leverage more and more automation and essentially move their changes into production faster, which ultimately translates to Um, business value quicker. So, you know, there's a real incentive for change teams to keep a high change success score so that they can take advantage of all the automation that can potentially be linked off of that. Yeah, I see. So the gamification is really against the scale and not against other teams. That's right. Let me ask you, how would a company get started using change success score? Yeah, sure. So first off, I just want to mention that this is an ITSM Pro feature, and we provide change managers the ability to build automation policies around change processing that are based on team on that team's quality metrics. The first step they would go through is to simply load the change management change success score plugin. And then upon activation, you'll notice that the, the PA job has been added to collect the first set of change success score values. By default, the job will run daily at 2 UTC, and this time can be modified by customers as well, just similar to the discussion we were having before about the indicators and, you know, what attributes you want to use to calculate change success score. So to check if the job is run, you can go to the jobs module in PA, find the record name, change success score metrics, uh, open print daily, close print, and then check the job logs related list to check to see when it was last run. 
Once the job's been run for the first time, you'll notice that that new field level decorator icon button next to the assignment group field on the change request form is there. Selecting it will just pop a, a modal that shows you the change success score. And as I mentioned, you can get more details and actually drill into a PA breakdown that shows all of the teams um, and their associated success scores. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, it's too bad we're audio only here. It'd be great to be able to show some of this stuff here, but uh, users can jump on and see it for themselves. Well, let me ask you this. So am I right about out of the box, the change success score is configured for general common use cases that a lot of companies are going to encounter. So basically users could start in as soon as they get it installed. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Our, our expectation is that there's a lot of customers that will be able to take advantage of the out of box configuration that we're shipping with this. And then of course, there's always customers that like to do different things or they evaluate success slightly differently in their organization. Um, we even enable them with the ability to configure this and really tailor to their organization's definition of success, if you will, when it comes to changes. Well, let's uh, throw in a little bit for the tech heads listening in on the call here. Could you go a little deeper into how Change Success Score works? Yeah, absolutely. Let me walk you through some of the mechanics of Change Success. So once the plugin is activated, you'll notice a PA job called Change Success Score Metrics Daily. And that does, in fact, run daily, as the, um, the title implies. The out-of-box time for this job, as I mentioned, is 2 a.m. GMT, but customers can adjust this to suit their, their time zone. Then the next step is this job collects the values related to successful, unsuccessful, and successful with issues change requests with an actual end date being the previous day. And that's an important distinction. And then once that PA job has completed, it generates an event which then triggers further processing. This additional processing uses a PA formula to calculate and adjust each group's change success score based on the change and incident data collected from the previous day. And keep in mind, the reason we're looking across change and incident is because we wanna capture those change-related incidents that may be associated with the change, because even if the change was successful, if it created a tale of um, incidents, we wanna make sure we can reel that back in and calculate it into the change success score. Let me just ask you then, so it's really one of the advantages of this is that it allows the, the change organization to keep an eye on every change that's made going forward for quite some time to, to check on incidents and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And for change process owners and change managers, as I mentioned slightly earlier, it's, um, it's an opportunity for them to ingest this in change approval policy. So you could say something like, if this is a low risk change from a team that has a change success score of 700 or above, I want to auto approve this change, which means no human actually has to touch that change record again. Um, it'll go through auto approval. The team can go ahead and implement it. So there's lots of opportunities here to really um, piggyback automation onto this and take advantage of those capabilities by simply having a good score with change success score. Sorry, I derailed you off track here, Lily. You were just talking about how Change Success Score uses a PA formula to calculate adjustments each day. Where does it go from there? Yeah, so then the score adjustment for each group is then applied to the latest score for that group found in the metrics table. And a new metric is created for that group for yesterday's score based on the previous day's data. Um, and we actually show the deltas in there as well. So you can not only just see what the score is, but you can look at you know what the calculation was for coming up with that score. And additionally, you can see what the delta is if you're trending the right direction with this. And then the final step is to 
um, automatically execute that PA job, change success scores for today. That's the name of the PA job. And this collects the scores from the metric table and stores them as PA data to be used in the change success score dashboard. And one other comment I just want to make on this is you're going to see more and more around change success score as we move forward, because we believe this is an incredibly powerful tool um, for our change teams to really empower them to have those meaningful conversations with the change owners and change implementers and dev teams as they're moving things into production, rather than just saying, this is the process and you must follow it. You can actually get much more granular and specific to the use cases and that team's ability to deliver change into production. Okay. Well, let me ask you something. You've mentioned um, performance analytics at a number of points through here. It sounds like this change success score really leverages performance analytics. I was curious, is this something that people used to do ad hoc using performance analytics? And now we've kind of packaged it all together to uh, make it easy to easy to get? Yeah, it's a great question, Steve. We, I did, um, as I mentioned earlier, I, I spent a lot of time talking with customers and there were another number of customers that were um, building customizations to accommodate things like Karma Score, Change Success Score. And um, we decided that it was important enough that we wanted to uh, deliver this to our customers as an out-of-box solution for, of course, ITSM Pro customers. But that's exactly right. We um, had a number of dialogues back with key customers, back and forth with key customers about, you know, what would this look like? And the, the nice thing about the dependency on PA was initially we could pop a modal up that would just show this change success score, but we wanted that we wanted that added step of being able to look across the entire enterprise or the change ecosystem and see how all of the teams are doing and what are the trajectory of those things. So we were able to leverage PA breakdowns to do some of those more detailed analytics around what's happening with the teams and how are they doing, what challenges may, are some of the teams being challenged by things we're not aware of that we should go dig into from a change management perspective. Okay. So it sounds like you've been able to make this a much more robust thing than most companies would be able to do just doing it ad hoc on their own. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Well, you're talking about the idea for this coming from users. I know that a lot of our good ideas for products come from users. If someone had an idea, where would they go to make a suggestion for change success score? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So right now, I think about a year ago or so, we launched the idea portal. And this we, as PMs at ServiceNow, we spend a lot of time looking at that idea, idea portal. And customers can go in and submit an idea. And then other customers vote on it. And we look at the thresholds on those to see, you know, what are our customers asking us for? And this is in addition to just the general conversations that we're having with customers, but it's a great way for you to kind of scan as a customer to scan through that idea portal or submit your own ideas. And then other customers will vote on it. And once it reaches a certain threshold, we actually move it in. In fact, we've, uh, um, just to give you an example, we have an epic in our current release for ideas that are coming in from customers. So the significance of that is I just want to communicate that we are listening to what customers are saying and we really place high value on their inputs and the innovation that's coming back from our customer base. Yeah, that that partnership between the, our company and the customers, that just seems like it's been one of a really valuable thing. We did a podcast not too long ago, well, maybe it was a year ago by now, um, on the idea portal. So maybe people can go back and get a little information on that. I guess, let's see, let me ask you before we wrap up, where can users go for more information on Change Success Score? 
Yeah, um, they can go out to the product documentation as always and just search for change success score and you'll get all of the details on it. This is really a, a simple, easy to use feature. So um, I would encourage all ITSM Pro customers to you know take a look at this and evaluate in your organization because I think there's a huge opportunity to really have more meaningful conversations with those dev teams and change owners to make sure that um, they understand why they may need additional approvals or at what point can they get more automation capabilities around change management, which is a very common ask. All right. Well, Greg, I just wanted to thank you very much for coming on and sharing about Change Success Score. Thanks, Steve. I really enjoyed it. And uh, again, we're just super thankful to have the opportunity to talk with you and um, hear feedback from our uh, ServiceNow community at large. Please let us know what you think of this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more information on any ServiceNow topic, take a look at our product documentation, knowledge base, or ServiceNow support YouTube channel. Thanks for listening.